Well, welcome back. Uh, I should say welcome back to myself. It's been a couple of months since I've really been consistent with recording this podcast. So um, just thank you guys for just giving me an opportunity just to, you know, just to get out here and just to speak. Um, uh, I don't even know. So most of the times I'll have a specific set thing to say. Um, I don't today. And I think that's part of um, part of the power of it. You know, like I always wanted to convey something. I'll just kind of speak from my heart. So first, um, I did some summer work with a uh, nonprofit, um, an educational nonprofit. I'll just put it like that. I'm not going to put any names out there because it's not that big a deal. But um, essentially, like I led a uh, teachers go to professional development, you know, just basically like in-service, right? Well, there was a week-long in-service, and I, I applied to be the site lead for that in-service. It's essentially, you know, I make sure the catering's set up, technology in the room, you know, I'm just making sure everything's running smoothly. I do that, do it phenomenally. I was like, wow, I could really see myself doing it, um, as opposed to stepping into the classroom, you know, just, and also, I'm not going to lie, it's also about the money aspect. Um, this this will be the start of my seventh year teaching, and I love what I do. Like I like I love what I do, but I'm also looking. I have four kids. <laughs> my oldest is eight, you know, and they're just getting older and older and older now. So now I have two in school: my eight year old and my soon to be six year old. Uh, that we go to the same school together, and then I have a three year old, th- three and a half year old little girl, then a one year old boy. So I'm just looking and I look at teachers that have been teaching for 15, 20, 25, 30 years. And if that's their calling, then power be to them. But I feel like I'm created for more than just standing in, in, in the same classroom for 20 years. You know, like like there's nothing wrong with that. And there's definitely power. And um, the reason why I say that is because, you know, even at that uh, teacher conference, I was communicating that to some other people, and this guy, he was working for a state organization, and he came up to me because he was just observing some of the training, and he was like, man, it's, it's, like, it's like really powerful to see just a strong black man. The uh, guy was Asian. I, I don't know exactly what nationality, but he was Asian, and he said that it's really powerful just to see a strong black man um, who's intelligent, you know, confident, and just, and just stand in front of that classroom. And he, and, and he, and he kind of just reaffirmed the need to have more people like myself in the classroom. So I'm torn. You know, I'm torn because if I'm not that, that, that everyday example for these kids, then who is going to be? But I also think that I can have a huge impact on people by not having to physically be in the classroom every day. So make a long story short, I applied for a full-time job with that same company, didn't get it. And I was frustrated. I'll be the first to say I was frustrated. You know, like I was really hoping to say, okay, if, you know, like if I want to come back to teaching, that's fine. But, I, I, but I'm ready for the next step. You know, like I'm ready for that next movement and it didn't work out. And it, and it could be a blessing in the long run um, because I got connected with a, with another organization, but it's primarily focuses on, on uh, teachers of color. And in like a conversation that uh, me and the, um, me and one of the members had, because I sent an email say, hey, like I'm interested in your organization. Can you tell me more about it? He said, yeah, just give me, um, just give me a time to call you. We can call and talk. Called this brother on the phone and it was like I was talking to myself. I mean, he was obviously further ahead, quote unquote, than I was which I have no problem admitting, but our stories were so similar. Just And one thing that we realized is that um, whenever I look around, like I'm one of three black teachers, three black male teachers in the building right now, three black male teachers. And we have 
uh, right at 2,000 students. So staff members, you know, we have probably about 75 to 80 teachers. And there's a couple of teachers of color, but I'm like, no, actually it's one of two black male teachers now. Wow, yeah, I'm one of two black male teachers there in the whole building, right? And it's just, and talking with this gentleman, he said that uh, the last five years at his teaching job, because he's moved on to, um, like I said, the organization, he said he was the only black male in the building. So I live in Nashville, you know, like around Nashville. I actually teach right outside of it. But, you know, in Nashville, around Nashville, it's supposed to be a pretty progressive, pretty liberal area. And how do you like how do we have all of these all of these um, opportunities and all of these access points? How are they still restricted? Like it's 2018. So how do you still have one to two black male teachers like yesterday was our first day teaching or at school, the kids weren't there, but we had in-service, and it was just telling, because every year, you, of course, you're going to have turnover, so you're going to have new teachers come and leave. That's just part of the business, and every new teacher, except for one, was a white person, and the one that wasn't a white person, um, he was Filipino, I believe, or something of that nature, but guess what? He's teaching. No. Anyway, he's another nationality, but he's teaching... uh, ESL, right? So it's almost like even by not verbally saying it, you're saying, that, well, if you're a teacher of color, you're going to teach, you know, ESL or gym or, you know, something of that nature. So it, how do you get to the point where only white people still get these jobs? You know, like, how do we get to the point where, where in a, in a, in a liberal or, organization when I went to the training in May for this company because everybody in the company was there so it was very similar to about a school population was, you know it's probably about a hundred or so individuals in there I was literally the only black male period I was the only black male working for them there were plenty of black males working for the catering for the servicing but I was the only black male working for them and that doesn't mean that a random black person should get a job over a white person but but you got to ask yourself if that's the case, then only one of two things can be true. Either there aren't enough qualified black male candidates in order to fill these positions that they're having. That's A. Or B, there are qualified candidates, but somehow something is preventing them from being hired some way, shape or form. And I refuse. I know it's not A. Like I know that. I know my people. I know our qualifications. I know what we can do. So somehow, some way, access to these jobs, access to these opportunities are are being locked out, are being prevented from us. So it's something that even in a quote unquote positive space and all this stuff, we still have huge, huge problems with um, equal access to to jobs just just to have a high paying job you know like if someone gets a a a, a, a six figure a six figure job if i can talk um then that really has a generational change you know like that sets up their family it sets up probably their kids and then it allows their kids even if their kids don't attain the same job or, or things of that nature but it allows them to not be stressed out from like like you're not living thinking about where am I going to get my next meal and things like that. And I'm kind of getting off topic with that. So forgive me. Like I said, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I'm just rambling, but um, it's very, it's very true. It's very true. 
and it's something that I've been uh, talking about, I've been conversating about, and now just to have other like-minded individuals, like I'm very excited to work with this organization. It's pretty much volunteer hours, you know, they're not fully funded right now, but but uh, just the excitement of just having other teachers of color, other educators of color, other, other industry leaders of color, like I just need to get connected. I just need to have some... Um, yeah, I just need to get connected. So so I'm definitely excited about that. All right. Uh, peace and love to y'all.